1: You with information and conversation like the one you'll hear today that will make you think and ultimately lead to actions where actions are so desperately needed. Why don't you take out the time right now to like us on Facebook? That's Money Than a Sword or M TAS for short. You can also visit us by going to www.m-tas.org. Again, that's www. Dot, you know, hyphen, dot that's how you can find us online, folks. That's how you can find us online. Folks, while you're out there, you can um, go to the radio tab to get access to past podcasts. surrounding a number of subject matters, folks. You know what we talk about over here at MTAS. Folks, if you're thinking about it, we're talking about it over here at MTAS. And um, if, in fact, you have missed last week's program, again, you can visit www.m-tas.org go to the radio tab and um you can um review last uh week's discussion also while you're out there uh folks remember millions of americans are currently at risk of losing their life insurance protection or do not have life insurance to begin with so if that is your situation folks do not hesitate to um give my office a call direct that number is 7 7- seven three eight eight one nine five 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 again seven seven three eight eight one nine five five five. Remember this hour is being brought to you by yours truly, John Green's agency of American Family Insurance. We believe in protecting dreams, protecting families and protecting community. Folks, that's what it's all about. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Um Press number one will certainly get your, uh, get you in here Lo- Love to see what's on your mind Love to see what's on your heart Regarding today's subject matter Last week folks had a very interesting conversation The dialogue actually continued to uh, go on And I'm uh, always glad to hear from those of you out there listening And those, those of you out there who... Uh, who love to listen along or just read along right that's what it's about um community enrichment um, learning from one another. We don't always have to um see things from the same perspective- it's about dialogue right it's about dialogue and discussion and um seeing what we can learn from one another right sometimes uh, we might wind up being on different ends of the um conversation or the uh, or the spectrum, and that's okay that's okay as long as we can uh, respectfully do that and um do what we have to do again. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Folks today we're talking what is leadership, what is leadership and what makes a leader a leader. Right? If um go to my Facebook page. Last week last week's conversation was a great conversation. We um, talked about we touched on leadership a little bit. Uh, what is it um not necessarily the question of um what is a, what is leadership or what makes a leader, but more so we talked about, I guess, if you will, more of the effectiveness of a leader. And We posed the question um, if street leaders, uh, if they could be the answer um, to some of the uh, violence here in the city of Chicago. So I guess that question spoke to the effectiveness of leadership and things of that sort. But today we're asking a more um, direct question right? Um, I'm not going to tell you what that show is about. Um, you know, we, we only have an hour here in today's conversation. So I want to get to today's topic again, what is leadership and what makes a leader? And um sounds like a simple question, but it's an important question, very important question, right? When you think about um, the need for leadership, uh, what purpose leader, leaders serve, uh, and things of that sort, you know, you think about all right, what is it all about? So if it is such an important subject matter, um and if it's something that we all come in direct contact with on a consistent basis, right? We come into contact with other people who are leaders, who pursuing themselves to be leaders, um, and many of us may be leaders in our own um in our own way, right? So it lends uh it it, it gives me um it makes me question or pose the question and want to hear from you folks out there today, you know, if it's so important, if it's something that we should be talking about, if it's something that we come into direct contact all the time, we're in a political season, political environment, and things of that nature. It's not just political leaders. We have spiritual leaders. We have all kinds of leaders, right, business leaders. But we have to ask the fundamental question, what is leadership? I think that's what, uh, that's what uh, Mr. Walker began to challenge me on uh, throughout the week. What's the definition? what's the definition well there are um there um uh, there is a leader there is a definition uh, uh for leadership right and sometimes we might not always um agree on um uh what that is or if you were to ask um ten different people, you might get ten different answers but Let's let's try this. Here's one. Here's one definition of um, leadership. As we pose today's question, we get off into th- today's show, and uh, yeah, I want to hear what's on you folks' mind. Again, seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Seven one one eight five zero eight nine five three three. We're talking what is leadership and uh, what makes a leader a leader. Here's one. Um, here's one definition. The individuals who are leaders in an organization, regarded collectively, the activity of leading a group of people or an organization, or the ability to do this. Let's try that one more time. The activity of leading a group of people or an organization or the ability to do this. What does leadership involve? Here's a couple. Here's four different points that uh, leadership entails or leadership involves. It says here, one, establishing a clear vision. Two, sharing that vision with others so that they will follow willingly. That's one way of looking at it, right? Leadership isn't always um, a a willing pursuit, right? I think um, um, someone actually made that point to me the other day. Three, providing the information, knowledge, and methods to realize that vision and coordinating the balancing and conflicting interests of all members and stakeholders. It says there, a leader steps up in times of crisis and is able to think and act creatively in difficult situations. There you go. Hopefully we can um, work with that, Uh, or maybe we can, uh, we don't want to throw it out the window, but um, at least give, give us a starting point. To have this conversation, but before I go to the phone lines, I have one last thing I want to share with you. And you can also, and if you're interested in reading this particular piece, I, uh, you know, shoot me an email, contact me on Facebook. I'll be more than happy to give you pass on a copy of this piece that I read out of the um, international. Well, it was taken out of the International Journal of Leadership Studies. Um, it's titled on impassioned leadership a comparison between leaders from divergent walks of life interesting piece interesting piece here because it talks about positive qualities of various world uh world figures that we all know or perceived to be leaders, and it also talks about the various negative qualities of these world leaders or people who we um, see um, as leaders. It compared, this particular piece, um, you you definitely want to probably take a look at it. I didn't get a chance to read it all, but it asked some fundamental questions um, in terms of what relationship could be found between the leader, the followers, and the situation. What were this leader's Uh, perceived positive qualities, what were this leader's perceived negative quality, and so forth and so on. But it talks about people like Fidel Castro, Jesus Christ, Mahatma Gandhi, um, Mother Teresa, uh, Martin Luther King, and... Get this, get this cuz this is kind of where the conversation went. Uh got kind of in- interesting last week and uh, we'll see what happens this week. And Al Capone and Al Capone. So, it compared the various qualities of these um of these leaders, you know, individuals who we perceive as as being leaders, um individuals who uh we respect um we respect their various contri- contributions to um um, to society, or some who we might, some of the con- contributions that we might. Frown upon, as in the case of um, Al Capone. But here's one of the things that says about um, Fidel. Um, Those of us in the West, maybe we don't hear much in terms of some of the positive qualities of his leadership. But here it goes: motivating, uh, motivating, provided especially lower class Cubans with a sense of self-esteem. Independent, independent, still able to manage in spite of heavy embargoes. Determined, focus on becoming Cuba's leader. Resilient, continuous reemergence after defeat and imprisonment. Here's some of the negative qualities. Overconfidence, sense of superiority and knowledge, mismanaging, clung to a failed ideology, stubborn, practicing um practicing fidelism. In spite of everything, even today he leads with an iron fist. Those are some of the negative qualities that's associated with Fidel Castro. So as we talk about what is leadership and what makes a leader a leader, I just want to share a bit of that information with you folks and also um you know just to make for a, a very interesting conversation and show for today. Um but get this guys, Jesus Christ, right? For you Christian folks, you Christian pastors out there, my Christian friends and loved ones. You know, we don't have to talk about some of the positive attributes of Jesus the Christ, but um, look at this comparative analysis in terms of the negative qualities never really Maybe I need to expand things. i read other than um, the sacred book there And maybe you do too, but get this negative qualities pertaining to Jesus Christ Um, over emotional When he perceives injustice he could get outraged How dare them say um, say such a thing. Stubborn, continued his mission at even the highest price. Interesting to the point of no return, it says here. Overconfident, with uninhibited, when it was uninhibited when it came to intellectual encounters. Unwilling to compromise, was not receptive to any other vision than his own. Negative qualities about Jesus Never really looked at Jesus from that standpoint But um Wow Uh, there you have it There you have it Um but again, it also put in the mix of this whole analysis um, the likes of Al Capone. I'm trying to find it quickly here, and i read some of the things that it says about Al Capone. It says here, um, in reference to Al Capone, it says here, Capone, in this line of leaders reviewed, is the only, is the only leader whom the list of positive and negative qualities are equally long. Furthermore, his negative qualities were infinitely more destructive than his positive ones, which made Capone a fairly unpopular individual in the um, to those who perceive leadership as an act merely involved in positive behavior and societal elevating outcomes. Outcomes. Let's try that one more time. I learned this from. Um, you know, uh, listening to some great teachers out there, when you wanna emphasize a point, just repeat it, right? It says here one more time, I'm coming to the, I'm coming to you right now, but just wanted to get this out the way. Furthermore, his negative qualities were infinitely more destructive than his positive ones, which made Capone a fairly unpopular individual to those who perceive leadership as an act merely involved in positive behavior and societal elevating qualities. Coming to the phone lines right now, but here's what it lists quickly in terms of some of the positive qualities relative to, um, relative to Al Capone influential managed to expand the power base of his organization to a level that was beyond the imagination of his predecessor family oriented took care of his entire extended family after his father's death strategic won the sympathy of the poor by sponsoring their food in the early depression years determined worked to impress his leaders in order to move up the ranks of power uh, Went to great length for his goals regardless of the consequences. We don't have to talk about his negative qualities because you guys know about uh many of those adulterer, ruthless, uh, manipulative, authoritative, authoritarian, um things of that sort. But there you have it, as we talk about what is leadership and what makes a leader a leader, um, you see the subject matter is quite interesting and it could be um a little a little um a little complex as you will. But um I'm trying to come to you now again seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three um press number one. Um I'm sorry, I'm trying to move as quickly as I can throughout this particular screen just to get you in. Sir, I see you holding seven seven three. Um thanks for calling in and welcome to the conversation as we discuss what is leaders what is leadership and what makes a leader a leader, um, what's on your mind relative to the subject matter, and how do you understand
0: leadership? Okay. Yes, good afternoon, John. How are you?
1: Doing well, doing well. Sound like my uh, sound like my good friend, Brother Randy. How you doing there, Brother Randy? I'm
0: doing okay. Mm-hmm. Good stuff,
1: good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to me, my friend. Talk to me. Uh, how do you understand leadership, and what makes a leader a leader?
0: Well, okay. Maybe you want to respond to something you right. heard. Well, I mean, um I'm glad that you are discussing this topic and everything like that because uh you know, um uh the, the question of leadership uh is a relevant or important one and um what makes a a person or individual a, a leader is that, you know, um one certain qualities my thing is uh, I feel that a a leader what makes a person a leader is uh, is their service, is one of you know of service to the community. Um, that they are accessible um they um are courageous you know they are willing to speak you know choose to power um challenge authority figures you know um uh they uh are come up with uh, original ideas or they have plans of action and stuff like that uh they're organizers they're activists um business people you know they're business minded you know they have the you know, they think you know, well, they think along the lines of the African principle concerning the greatest good for the greatest number of African people. You know, they're socially conscious, you know, aware and uh they're committed to treating people fairly and, and they believe in balance and and equality. And also they put the interests of the community first before their own interests and stuff and that those to me are just a little uh, qualities, you know, just a few things that I can think of right offhand. But uh I also think that it's important that people um, also, because um, there are leaders who have, you know, there are people who have leadership qualities, natural qualities, and there are those leaders who are trained or educated, you know. Um, like it uh, was mentioned in the book um, by Ovi T. Shaka, uh, the art of leadership, volumes one and two, you know, and there's an uh, there's art to it. <laughs> you know, um, there, there's certain skills that you uh, should have in order to be considered a leader. You know, um, unfortunately, we have some people who are self-appointed leaders, and then you have those, I mean, like in our community we have, you know, people who are self-appointed and those who basically are appointed by the community, who have been selected by the community. And those, you know, the media, you know, that have selected or picked, you know. Um, and so it's important that we know the difference or, the, you, know, you know, differentiate between the three. And um, and I think that you also have to think along the lines of uh, Dr. claywell Carson, uh, the scholar from Stanford University, who wrote a piece for the Black Scholar magazine more than 15 years ago concerning the different type of leadership entities? You know, one being dealing with well, the first one dealing with group center leaders and leader center groups is the second one. Mm-hmm. The group center leaders, you know, where they put the interests of the community at you know first, and then you have those you know, who are, are, are who put the uh, interests of the um, leader first and the group second. You know, so you have like the Nation of Islam, for example, that all is sitting around the personality of uh, of someone like Mr. Farrakhan, okay. and a number of people consider him a leader because he has leadership qualities. You know, he's able to organize people and mobilize people. He's charismatic. He's eloquent. He's articulate. You know, he's um, appears to be courageous and stuff. He speaks out when it comes to various issues and stuff concerning people Af- you know, of African descent as well as other people from other cultures and stuff. So. Yeah, you know, and he has um, he's, um has you know like a vision. Um, he um, has an organization that has resources that has people um, who uh, support him. They have a uh, publication, um, the Final Call newspaper. Uh, they have you know other institutional ent- entities that are connected to the an organization and stuff um, um, that, that people are, uh, are able to access or whether are able to um, receive different services and stuff. So. Yeah, you know, he does qualify to a certain extent to be a leader for some people and stuff, so
1: mm. uh it's interesting that you uh make the point. You said there's um group center leaders and then mm-hmm. there's leaders groups.
0: groups. Yes.
1: Are there now what what advantages uh, to are there any disadvantages uh, one versus the other? I mean, how do you how do you comprehend that? How do you understand that? Um, is well, one well, more
0: effective so than, than the one. other? In your estimation? Yeah. Well, one, I think I'm I'm, I'm I there there are strengths and weaknesses. You know, um, both both of them have their strong points and their weak points. You know, the I, I'm more I lean more towards those who are uh, those leaders you know, those people who put the interests of the group. First, um, those are the ones I think that, that the community have much more respect for. Um, 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 and like I said, I'm kind of biased, you know, I've, uh, uh, because I know there's certain people who have, um, over the years, have shown, you know, to be some really serious leaders. And a lot of times, you know, and that's it's a challenge sometimes, especially when you're dealing with many of our people and stuff. And especially when you're dealing with forces, the forces outside the community who are trying to suppress and oppress and crush black leaders and stuff uh, who speak out and stuff, we challenge um white power, white authority. Um 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 but I think that like I said, you know, you need a Chris Mag leader. You know, um but you have to be careful because I remember Harry Washington when he was alive and we were coming up on the anniversary, the twenty uh, eighth anniversary of the death of Harry Washington, who died on November 24th or 25th in November twenty fourth or twenty fifth, in nineteen eighty seven, a uh, day or two before Thanksgiving um and he I felt was a really good strong black leader he had all the qualities very charismatic um he had a, a following uh, he um was able to uh, he was uh, accessible people could talk to him he was intelligent um he could organize and mobilize people he was a uh he was a strategic thinker he um um and people had he had a lot of support and uh, and you know he's well respected you know in our community as well as outside the community um and then you have also the other leader um john f kennedy which today is the anniversary the uh fifty second anniversary of the assassination of john f kennedy you know um you know he was assassinated november twenty second uh nineteen sixty three so many people consider him a leader he's a leader uh uh, uh uh he's considered a leader amongst you know uh people in his community as well as you know other communities and stuff um i know that he was um, respected you know uh, you know, kind of respected quite well in our community. You know, they felt that he supported civil rights, you know, him and his family, but uh, the real truth is that he was not very supportive of civil rights. Matter of fact, he was the one to kind of tell Dr. King, I was, you know, who were active in, you know, in the civil rights community, to kind of go slow and take their time, that to wait their turn, etc. And uh, it was not just him, but it also his brother Robert Kennedy. But I think that, you know, they evolved over the years. I think especially his brother Robert Kennedy after his brother was assassinated. He began to look at things differently and started to see that basically, you know that um, that he needs to change his view, his vision as it relates to human rights and civil rights, et cetera. So, you know,
1: uh, No, I hear, I hear you loud and clear. And it's interesting you you know you mentioned uh, Harold the late Harold Washington also um, the late John F. Kennedy uh, when you when you talk about these men and you you you. Remember, you, you remember their lives and things of that nature. Now, do you remember them because of uh what they mm-hmm. stood for, the level of effectiveness. What, what what is it about these men that that, that stands out in your mind and mm-hmm. how much do you connect okay. that to leadership in terms of the effectiveness okay. of a leader?
0: Okay, well I think that one you know certain things that stood out my mind as relates to people like um Harold Washington was that he was effective. He um, put the community at heart, uh interest of uh uh, first, uh, he was in. Uh, he, I'm sorry, he had the best interests of the community at heart. Um, he um, was an uh, eloquent, articulate person who was, uh, uh he knew the issues and stuff. And he was undeniably black, you know, like Gus Savage, Gus Savage, who passed away approximately two weeks ago, made his transition two weeks ago. Who was very active in the community. He was uh, He was very supportive of civil rights and black, black community as well as you know, Harold Washington. And um, they were, uh, you know, they were, um, you know, they were unapologetically black, you know. And he uh, to Harold Washington, he yeah, to Harold, oh yes, uh, he didn't he apologize for okay. being black, unlike some of our leaders who apologized and and you know uh, for being uh, black or uh, being a person of African descent, you know. So now I, I do find that you.
1: interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I find
1: it interesting that you that you make that point. Now you, you're talking about uh, the former mayor of Chicago, Harold Washington, right? Yes, now you yes, said yes. That he was unapologetically black. Now yes. does that necessarily mean that he was not a great leader for all of Chicago? I mean, well,
0: what, what do no, you No, he mean was. You was say I mean, he was that? a leader. As a matter of fact, he said it all over again. He just tell people he respect the community. He respect people with Irish, Italian, Jews. He told them. He was saying, look, you know, he said, I ain't no problem. He said, just because I support, I'm pro-black, doesn't mean I'm anti-white. He said this all the time. Go back and look at all you know, look at the video, Impressions of Herald. These are short every year until, you know, um, Richard M. Daley became the mayor. Uh, I mean, after Daley became the mayor um, back in you know, the second daily in uh, 1989, uh, they showed the uh, the uh, the documentary film, Impressions of Harold, up to about 1990 or ninety one after, after that, they didn't show it no more. The documentary film mm-hmm. these show on Channel 11, WTTW here in Chicago, you know. Um, so he he respected our communities, but he said it was all time. He said, "Hey, the Irish, you know, Irish had you know, chance to do it. Now. You know, Jews and cetera, everybody, but you know now it's our turn. Hey, come on, you know." And uh, he feels yeah. that hey, you know, we should support everybody we should support their own community and do things for the community. He said, "Hey, he's gonna he's gonna make sure that our people get jobs and contracts and get a fair shake and stuff, and that's it. That's the bottom line. Period." You know, he doesn't apologize for that. Him, Maynard Jackson Maynard Jackson did the same thing when he was the mayor in Atlanta. You know, he he created numerous um millionaires in Atlanta because he made sure he knew he understood, you know, racism and white supremacy. He knew how the white uh power structure and the white folks, you know, uh in the south were unfair to a many of our, our brothers and sisters we always got the crumbs, you know, why they got the whole loaf and stuff. So he made sure that our people got their fair share of the contracts and jobs, etc. And made sure that our people got promoted, and got you know appointed to different positions and stuff. And so, you know, he and Lucidator demonstrated what I feel is a true leader and stuff, you know. And I uh, and I feel that um people like Harold Washington, Gus Savage, uh, a number of other people. I mean, including I mean you got Cynthia McKinney. So we got I believe in gender parity, gender equity. We got to also give thanks and 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 mention the sisters, you know, like a cool and Jerry who's active with the Black Panther Party. Her leadership qualities, as well as Ella Baker, Fannie Lou Hamer, September Clark. Um, um, Just Ruby D. I mean, I'm going on on. I mean, you know, we have some tremendous, Cynthia McKinney. You know, out of Decatur, I mean, Georgia, tremendous it's congresswoman not. and activist and scholar. You know, she. you yeah, I totally had, you. you know. hmm?
1: I totally get you. If you can hold that thought, brother Randy. Sure. Seven, um Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three.
0: Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. I'm not uh, gonna you gonna, have to ride, Oh, I'm just yes, saying this. i just. Well, I'm gonna stay with you until I guess maybe about. I can stay to you maybe about five or ten about ten minutes after uh, six, okay?
1: No problem, good brother, no problem. I appreciate you okay. calling in, appreciate sure. you joining the conversation. Six one seven, I'm coming to you right now. We're talking, uh, we're talking what is leadership and what mm-hmm. makes a leader a leader, what's on your mind, what's on your heart as we have today's um conversation.
2: Hey John, it's Wanda. How's it going?
1: Doing well, doing well, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, and hello, brother Randy. Um and I've been listening uh, to everything, and, you know, it, And I was just telling my husband that a lot of times, you know, when it comes to people who we deem as leaders um, or when you talk about, you know, what a leader is, sometimes, you know, we only look at the people that, you know, have such uh, loud voices that sometimes we forget that being a leader doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's always a cause or something, you know. Um, some people I just – I feel as though that, you know, when you talk about leadership, it's not necessarily uh, where somebody growing up saying, I want to be a leader one day. You know, um, mm-hmm. certain things, you know, develop in terms of your your value system, um, your beliefs, you know, and then, you know, certain things may cause for you to take interest, and therefore some of those leadership qualities start to develop. You know, um, I remember um, – hearing, and I, I forget the speaker, but, you know, pretty much saying how he never thought that, you know, he would be on that platform um, because, you know, growing up, you know, quiet kid, you know, never thought that, you know, he would be one to be uh, in the political arena, you know, so sometimes when we look at leaders, we always go to the ones that we feel as though that are very loud and outspoken. You know, my mom is a leader, you know, I think that, you know, everyone has the potential, have, the potential to develop leadership qualities, um, but everybody doesn't take that road to leadership. You know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's something, you know, everybody don't want to have that voice. Everybody doesn't want to have that platform. Sometimes you have quiet leaders, you know, and the only reason why we hear about some of these great people is because their cause, you know, or what they worked on was so profound, you know, that, it it, it, it makes you wonder, like, wow, how come you didn't know about that, you know, a long time ago, Uh you know. So I just think Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes when we look at leaders, you know, we're looking at Mm -hmm. the big names, but there are some quiet folks out there that are making some great strides.
0: Yes, that's true. Mm. I agree. Excellent
2: point. Excellent point. We're talking leadership,
1: What makes, what Mm -hmm. is leadership and what makes a leader a leader. I don't know. Uh, I don't see the area code here, but I'm, calling, I'm coming to you now as we're talking about leadership and what makes a leader a leader. What's on mm-hmm. your mind? Can you hear me? I, I, I can hear you. I can hear you.
3: Mm-hmm. How are we doing? Sound like sound like nah. that's Andrew. Is that Andrew?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, this, this is Andrew listening to this stuff about leadership.
0: Hey, Andrew. The only
3: thing... Oh, how's everyone? How are you doing? The I'm, thing about lead oh, I'm hanging in there. The thing about leadership, anyone can have their own personal mm-hmm. likes of what a leader is, but the only thing that matters for someone to be considered a leader is that they're, they are effective. Nothing else matters because the head of the, the grand inquisitor whiz- of the Ku Klux Klan is a leader for the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler was considered the Times man of the year before World War Two. He was considered a leader. Hussein, uh, 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 Saddam Hussein, out of all the atrocities that happen in this country, right now people would say they would love to have his leadership right now in Iraq because of all the killings and everything that's out of control over there. A leader is only as good as they are effective. Now, we could talk about traits of what a leader has, and this is what scholars try to do, and people study it. They try to look at traits, characteristics, and other things to try to see if they can measure a leader. These are theoretical types of things, but the only thing that matters is whether or not a person is effective in what they do and mm-hmm. people follow him, willfully mm-hmm. or willingly. hmm so, mm-hmm.
2: so
1: you're saying so? Certainly, I hear you when you when you talk about um, the effectiveness is what one should look at when you talk when we talk about leadership. Now, you're not saying that to the to the degree of you're being dismissive of the leadership traits or qualities
3: because that must exist as well, correct? I just I just spoke about what those things are. The theori- theori- theoret theoret
2: theoreticians mm-hmm.
3: they look at all the things, the characteristics. Traits and all of that, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that you are a leader if you got those. Your your, mm-hmm. your your effectiveness of a leader is mm-hmm. what counts. Again, mm-hmm. we can go back because this whole thing started about that Jeff Fort and that Hoover guy, whether mm-hmm. or not Bobby Rush going to see them, whether or not that they would be effective in being uh, leaders to try to help curtail the murdering in Chicago. I call them has been. Mm-hmm. has been is, is defined, said that they were probably relevant at some point in time, but mm-hmm. they certainly aren't relevant now. And we know that these young people that are out there killing people randomly and involved with gangs don't listen to anyone. If you cannot curtail what they're doing, if you're not effective, you are not a leader relative to this. They are irrelevant when it comes to trying to t- do something, even though they were leaders in some capacity earlier in life. And mm-hmm. I think okay. I wrote about uh, Al Capone. I wrote about Al Capone, and Al Capone was a leader in the mafia, but no other group of people—now, this is a whole other thing, and I'll be quiet after this—no other group of people will embrace an Al Capone, or that uh, the Italians didn't embrace Al Capone because what he stood for. That is a distinct and separate topic. But whether Mm -hmm. or not he was effective as a leader, he was. Mm -hmm. Okay. now
1: And that's an interesting point that you make, um, Andrew, Mm -hmm. and certainly I I get you on that. Now, here's my point here. Now, are leaders always effective? And just because a leader may not necessarily be effective in their pursuit, does that make them less than a leader? What's your thoughts about that, Solana? I'm going to let you Speak on that again, Andrew, because I hear you talk about the effectiveness, and that's your mm-hmm. uh, your litmus test, if you will, where leadership is concerned. But w- what's your thoughts ab- about that, Shalonda? Are leaders always effective in their approach?
2: I mean, you know, it all depends. Uh, you know, a lot of times when we look at leaders, you know, um, and I've looked at various definitions, you know, it's always um, a person who is very passionate about, a certain cause, and, you know, as we've been discussed, uh, as Andrew said, um, you know, about being an effective leader, you know, these are people mm-hmm. who are passionate about a cause that, you know, they're trying to do something positive, whether it's in their community, society, or the world. Um, you know, I-, I know that, you know, we didn't really want to talk, I don't know if you uh, wanted to talk about the situation with Chicago or anything, you know, mm-hmm. but, I mean, mm-hmm. we look at the leadership that we've had, you know, over the city of Chicago, you know, we can actually say that it, some of it's been effective and some of it has not. You know, some of these people that have been in political offices, you know, when they take their oath, you know, when they, when they're in the political arena, they're supposed they're pretty much saying that they're passionate about helping the people in these communities. You know, now the result will be, as we've been saying, are they effective? Are is are they passionate enough where you know it's bigger than them? that they're willing to put everything on the line to create the necessary change, you know. And in order to, you know, be an effective leader, you you have to have those traits that, you know, we were discussing earlier. You know, well, uh, I guess what I'm you? asking,
1: Celonda. I guess what I'm asking. I want you to the hold there. I guess what I'm asking. Bottom mm-hmm. line is, is effectiveness is that the Litmus test for leadership? Uh, you can stay there, uh, brother Ray. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts about that? Is that the Litmus test? I know you had some concern about. You mentioned um, brother Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, and you talk about center group center leadership versus leaders center. I might be messing up your whole no, idea you know. no, no, but
0: it's
1: okay you got but, it but but what but, but but is that is that what we're talking about when we talk about leadership do you measure a leader uh is is a leadership is a leader based mm-hmm. upon his effectiveness or a leader is a leader because a leader is a leader what what are you what are you saying no, here
0: no i mean i mean uh, i agree with uh, both around and also uh uh uh, my brother Andrew, I think you know, I mean both of y'all i mean uh, uh, make some excellent points all three make uh, excellent points including you john uh, I, I just think it's it's not an either or thing I think it's a little bit more convolute complicated but uh, but basically i uh, i uh, i think a leader also has to be effective and you know, be able to move people and see Farrakhan, whether you agree with his politics or not, and his religious views, he's able to move people he's able to organize and mobilize people and he's charismatic he's uh he has the charismatic personality But i've learned years ago. Um, and I was listening to some program years ago where they were talking about the dangers of charismatic leaders, charismatic personality types, that uh, um, this guy from military intelligence mentioned this back in the 1980s. He said, if you want to destroy a government and stuff, you you need just three things, a charismatic leader, a coalition govern, government, and people disloyal to the coalition. A charismatic leader, a, a coalition government, and people disloyal to the coalition. You know, so there are some dangers. There are some positive things about uh, charisma leaders and stuff, you know, but also you know there are some dangers and stuff like that. You have to really be careful with that, and that goes for the other side too. But but I think that in terms of effectiveness, that is one of the main things. That I think can, can this person move people? Whether it, and see that think about when you have a real leaders person make you do things against your will, you know what I'm saying? Whether you want to do it or not, that that's power, you know. Um and um and I'm saying that those people who have you know those kind of qualities and stuff like that who are able, who are effective and can get things done, and um, they, um, they don't engage in intellectually getting off, if you know what I mean, that they, um, that they have a vision and a plan and they execute. Um, and they have people, their brains, bodies, and resources. And so that, to me, those are also uh, elements and stuff that make an effective leader.
1: I, I, I get you. What I, what I hear you saying is that a leader should be effective, but a leader isn't always effective. I mean, that is, is correct. I mean, a leader isn't always effective, but they should be effective. And if they're leading us, we should expect for them to be effective because we benefit from uh, what
0: they bring to the table. Right. I mean, right. That's the as a fact, last thing is leaders. this. Last thing is this. I mean, I agree with you. I'm sorry for cutting you all. The last thing is this that Earl Ofari Hudson wrote an excellent, uh, really interesting book called The Disappearance of Black Leadership. And he breaks down how many of our leaders have been disappointed. As a matter of fact, a, a Professor Robert Smith, he's a teacher, at, uh, teacher at, um, at San Francisco State. He wrote a book called We Have No Leaders, Dr. Robert Smith. So he talks about that. He talk, He criticized black leadership. He talks about their lack of foresight, their lack of guts, and their lack of vision. You know, must say you know, many of these people who consider themselves leaders. So you have those who are real and you have Misleaders, black misleaders, mm. as well as white and etcetera, whatever c- culture, you know, color or ethnicity and stuff. So, um, that's it. So I'll stop right there.
1: No, I get it. Brother Andrew, I definitely want to bring you back in on the conversation here. Uh, I hear uh, Brother Randy talk about misleadership, the absence of leadership, and things of that sort. Part of the conversation has extended from us talking about whether or not uh, people like um, Larry Hoover and Jeff Ford, if they could be um, looked at as being leaders, if they could be looked at as being helpful, if they could lend their their voice to what's happening in the city of Chicago Mm -hmm. currently. Um, So as you understand it, Andrew, is part of what's taking place with violence in Chicago. Do you think that is a result of the Absence of leadership And I I know you said The congressman is foolish for uh, Mm. Visiting those gentlemen And you don't see what the point was But it's part of what's happening By way of violence uh, Absence of leadership As um, uh, uh, Brother Randy alluded to And maybe that's what the congressman Was trying to um, uh, Trying to accomplish If you
3: will Well can you can you still hear me? I I can. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: To go, go to answer your question, and, and and I want if each and every one of you guys can go back and listen to what you what you guys talked about with leadership. Mm-hmm. He talked about misleadership and all those terms. That is uh, misleadership is is an oxymoron. It's almost being a little bit pregnant. You cannot <laughs> lead. You cannot lead if you don't have people following you, and you're not affected. Mm-hmm. You are misusing the term. Mm-hmm. Leaders lead, and they get things done. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just somebody. No, mm-hmm. everyone. Look, if and, and this is what I wrote. If I take that position. I, I want Randy to be my PR representative and call the country of China and tell them that I am their leader. Andy <laughs> Jones is their leader, and <laughs> they are not just recognizing me, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. anybody could be a leader using mm-hmm. what I'm hearing as descriptors here. Mm-hmm. Everyone is not a leader, and, mm-hmm. and for Shalonda, I would like to humbly submit to you, Shalonda, mm-hmm. because Randy did say this to a degree, and I understand it. There is no Good or bad to leadership. That's the reason I gave you mm-hmm. Saddam Hussein,
2: mm-hmm. who
3: willfully mm-hmm. murdered people.
2: But mm-hmm. he was
3: the leader of his country because mm-hmm. he was effective in what he did. Right. There is no such thing as being good or bad when it comes mm-hmm. to leaders. It's about That's whether true. or not you're effective at what, at whatever you do. And those are the things that get people confused because they want to throw some morality and ethics in it. It right, has nothing right. to do with it. It has something That's to do true. about whether or not you can get people mm-hmm. to follow you willfully or unwillfully so that you can achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just peripheral studies mm-hmm. that don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. That's why Randy so was about the shootings in Chicago in The shootings in Chicago so have very... I'm going to go to the shootings in Chicago because I had to preference that. The shootings in Chicago are based off of people making individual decisions, and their leadership abandoned them when they were born. Their mothers and fathers didn't get them together. That's the leadership. So that's a whole other subject matter. That's why Bobby Rush's attempts to try to get these young people who will not listen to anyone to follow someone who – used to be a leader in that capacity and they have no respect for them today they are not leaders to these young people therefore they would be ineffective it is going to take something different but you don't have time for me to discuss it today we have a topic about leadership but they won't follow anyone by like shalanda and stephanie talked about these young people last or these people who commit these murders who killed this little boy it wasn't leadership, it was a lack of upbringing and everything else that will cause someone to do things like that, but leadership is a distinct and separate thing, and you have to be affected good or bad in order to be a leader, otherwise you're somebody like me saying that I'm the leader of China.
1: So what I hear you saying is that uh parent what we what we are seeing here in Chicago is uh first and foremost ineffective parenting that's what i hear you saying and maybe at the political level that's the that's a secondary level but you first have to look at the level of parenting parents are failing uh their children and as a result of that you have part of what you hear and have here in the city of chicago
3: if you let me just say something real quick brother randy and shalonda real quick if we did mathematics or just go to algebra we have to follow certain procedures in doing algebra. We have to do what's in the parentheses first. We have to do the multiplication. Then the last things, we do the pluses and minuses. That is a protocol. And if you don't follow that, you will never get the answer in algebra. Therefore, this same thing goes in life. You have to deal with what the root causes are, then go upstream. We always try to start with the last.
1: Well, we we certainly, uh, well, I I think what happens uh, once we have things of this nature spilling over into the communities and innocent. Folks uh, losing their lives. Uh, certainly, politicians and uh, uh, the criminal justice system, and um, every, you know, everyone else has to get involved because now this problem is not just at home; it's become a societal issue. So, I hear you on that, though. I, I, I definitely, I'm listening to you, and I definitely hear you on that, on that, um, Andrew. So, if you're still with me here, I want to come back to uh, Brother Randy as well as Brother Andrew. Um, what are, you, what are your thoughts of, about that? When you look at the violence here in the city of Chicago, do you see that as being an a, a absence of leadership? I'm listening to Andrew talk about the leadership It starts at home and things of that nature, but it seems like the problem has actually uh, moved out of the home. It's spilled over into the streets, right? I mean, I think once summer it was spilling over to downtown Chicago, but they kind of fixed that issue uh, kind of real quick, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, um, you know, it was funny because uh, I think I had posted something uh, similar to what Drew was saying um, on Facebook during the discussion. And, you know, uh, when it comes to these young people, my husband has this thing, you know, uh, putting a bandaid over a bullet wound. You know, and when you look at the, how the times have changed, you know, look at the, the household makeup. You know, unfortunately, a lot of you know single parents. You know, uh, a lot of young girls having kids. Unfortunately, a, a lot of young people making bad choices. You know, and and look at the result. You know, whether they're drug babies, alcohol syndrome babies, you have these kids that are now adults. You know, lack of guidance at home, grandma raising them. Grandma gone now. You know, the, these kids really never had a true home to begin with. So they latch on to those who they can't the streets the streets become their home you know and and now they're doing things with, without thinking because that's their value system. you know they didn't have their mother or father really encourage them to stay in school give them give them instruction and guidance, so unfortunately, they're in survival mode, you know, and that's all they know and unfortunately, so many young innocent people, not just kids but even adults. Are losing their lives because of the lack of leadership that's in the household. You know, growing up, remember in school, you know, you would hear your friends say when the teacher say, "Oh yeah, who is you know who's the person you admire in your life? Who's a good leader to you?" And we would say maybe our moms or our dads or our grandparents or some somebody of that magnitude. You know, but nowadays these kids, who can they say that they look up to in their household? They don't have anybody really to look up to. But they look up to their friends, they look up to the 9 millimeter. they look up to the Uzis, they look up to things that, you know, that causes harm and damage. But yet, they gain acceptance that way. That's how they feel good. You know, so unfortunately, it's a lack of leadership in the household. And until that issue is addressed, you can't fix the, the gun issue until you fix what's at home
1: yeah yeah no doubt about it. I, I don't think um anyone would disagree in terms of the importance of um the home environment and parenting and things of that nature and we certainly something is not something that we could be uh, dismissive of uh, Shalonda, why do you think the congressman actually um looked to you know visit it with um larry and 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 jeff um, and 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 he perceived them as being um leaders of of some sort do they do you think that they they possess some of the traits that was pointed out in the earlier article that I I read or um uh, do you think that the congressman is a little disillusioned
2: um I think the congressman is desperate and he's reaching um you know not think not taken away from the Hoovers and Fords of the world but you know they were effective at their time at their glory you know, and unfortunately, their they're reign, now they're reigning in prison, you know. And, yes, they've probably grown up. They've probably developed some, you know, some skills and, and certain things like that. they become better men. But, unfortunately, they would never be able to be put to the test because they would never be able to be put out on the street again. You know, so the congressman is reaching because he's probably looking at, well, they were gang members. You know, maybe these young people will be able to relate to them. He's trying to find some type of way to get these kids to latch on to somebody, and why not bring somebody that you're familiar to, That you know, somebody who's familiar, somebody who knows the streets, who's been down that path before. That's fine and dandy, but at the same time, these young people, they're going to look at that as a joke because they're going to say, hey, they locked up. They're not out here. They don't know what it's like we're dealing with. They get three meals a day. They, they're, they're, they're happy. You know, we're the ones out here struggling on the street trying to make ends meet. You know, they're going to feel as though that they have lost touch with the street. You know, so I just feel as though the congressman is reaching. I understand what he's trying to do, but until you address the issue, you cannot keep putting a bandaid over a bullet wound. You've got to address the root of the problem. You know, just like if somebody has cancer, you know, you can only treat the, the surface for so long until you cut the cancer from the root. And that's what has to happen. Cancer has infected the street, and until they cut it from the root, that's that's the only thing that's going to cause for change to happen is when they cut the cancer from the root. And, unfortunately, more young people are going to end up dying on the streets and more accidental deaths until these people wake up to find out what the true problem is.
1: It's interesting to hear you say that, and I I I I get your point by way of uh, whether or not that approach would be effective or not. And that's kind of what um, Andrew has been saying in terms of the effectiveness of individual, and he measures leadership strictly from the effectiveness standpoint. But uh, certainly, I, in my estimation, it, it seems to me that the congressman is trying to uh, leverage influence, and I think that that is also a part of leadership is the whole influence that certain names. Carry, and I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that you can ignore that aspect of leadership as well, uh, bro, brother. Brother, are you still with us?
0: Yes, I'm, I'm still listening, but I'm gonna get ready to uh, wrap it up. But go ahead and finish. In uh, two
1: minutes, in two minutes, good brother. In two minutes, good brother. What, what's a, um, the the congressman? Is he is he reaching there? Is he reaching? Uh, is it yeah, I I, is
0: I I have to agree with. Uh, I agree with the sister. Uh, I think that he is reaching and stuff, and I have. You know, I respect him. I've done some work for him when he was. Uh, when he was uh, decided to run for mayor back in the late 90s and stuff, you know, um, he knows these guys um, because he he you know he he basically grew up and he was active with the Black Panther Party and so when the gangs and stuff were over here you know, organizing and fighting and battling back in the 1960s, he knew Hoover and Jeff Ford, all of them. So you know, more like I mean, he's going to talk to them, try to see if they can do some things and stuff like that. So you know, I'm, I'm not sure whether you're going to be effective or not and stuff. And those guys were effective in their day. They were. You know, I knew about all you well, you know about my background, uh, brother John. Sure. I'll need to tell you about my my, my relatives that was involved in all that stuff. You know, but um but he told me to keep away from that stuff, you know, stay out of that stuff back in the early seventies. But but I think that um um he should have um what makes him is is my, the my thing. He should have done something, excuse me, he should have done something himself. I think he should present a, uh, a vision. He should have done something, because I remember when his son was murdered a number of years ago. And so he needs to get more involved, or he needs to get more get involved with different groups, of organizations, individuals who are affected in terms of uh, being community organizers. As a matter of fact, you had the, um, the, the, the interrupters. You remember the group, the interrupters?
1: Sure, absolutely. You
0: remember? And they were doing things in the community to try to reduce the violence and stuff like that. You remember the brother T.R. Hardiman, you know, Cease Fire, okay? He was attacked, Cease Fire, Illinois. You know, and he tried to uh, do certain things, but you know, he was... Messed over by by Governor Pat Quinn and others. So you know you have a, um, you, you have to as a leader you you can be effective. You know, and, and like Andrew said, I mean and well Sharon, I mean there's just some things you just have to you have to consider when you're a leader and anything like that. You know if you're going to be a but it doesn't matter whether you're good or bad. But your leader is a leader, leader whether good or bad. And morals, or you know, ethics has nothing to do with it. So I won't mm-hmm. keep you any, uh, any further. I got to cut well, out. I appreciate my friend, that. But I, I appreciate, definitely it, appreciate that. And I, I, definitely I appreciate that. I wish that, y'all well uh if y'all, uh, you all know, you celebrate the holidays i wish you all well and have fun and be safe and, and and enjoy your families and i'll talk to you Appreciate all you, uh, later
1: Appreciate you, hey, good brother. Appreciate care. you, good brother. Thanks Be for calling. Thanks for the call. In. You are hey, care. brother Andrew, if you're still with us, brother Andrew, if you're still with us, I, I, I'm definitely listening to uh, what brother Randy had to say, and I believe you made the point in terms of leadership is neither good or bad. So, in, in, uh from uh, the standpoint of what the congressman was attempting to do, uh, what, is he, you know, is he talking to leaders or is he talking to criminals here? If leadership isn't good or bad, I mean, who is he talking to? He's
3: talking who are have been like I said from the very beginning, have-beens don't have influence because the word influence, which, you, which you're you uh, adamant about using, influence means that you have an effect. They don't have an effect. That's what Shalanda just finished talking about. They won't have, they will have a very small modicum of a, an effect, therefore they're not effective. The way to solve this problem, people don't want to deal with it, and that's called policing. They can solve it immediately, like downtown Chicago that you alluded to, that will not take place down there because they will stop it. What is needed in those communities is for the police to do their job and the communities to stop whining and crying when the police beat them up or do whatever they got to do to those people who are threatening the lives of grandmothers and grandfathers and innocent people. But what African Americans or certain parts of the ledger will do they will whine and cry, say "hands up, don't shoot." When we found out that was a lie, because that level of leadership takes a lot of backlash that comes from it, and you have to deal with the breaking of an egg to solve this problem. I, I miss your
1: initial statement. You, you you said that certainly you don't see them having any. Um
0: uh, little
1: influence at all little very little influence so uh um, you don't see them in the capacity of leadership as to why the congressman would even spend time having dialogue with them uh, although they might understand the issues that's taking place on the streets that was your point right that's
3: because they don't have any they have no influence you keep saying that they have influence and they don't because i will ask you what is the percentage of people that will listen to them? If it's a very small number, that means they don't have influence. Influence means that you have a consensus, that people will move and are willing to follow what you say. Unfortunately or fortunately for them, they people won't do it for them. And it's no knock on them. They are has been, has been is not a negative term. Has-been is the reality of who they are. They have no influence. They'll be just like you said, Andrew Jones. Go up to Chicago, man. He was this and he was that, and they're gonna say who in the hell is he? That's what they're gonna say about who and all of them, even though they might know him to some degree. It's just like people now say, who is Michael Jordan? If he wasn't still selling shoes, ain't nobody listening to Michael Jordan. That's why he's a shoe salesman, not trying to influence the the uh, the uh, the union of the NBA players. They're not listening to him. People move on. You're only as good as how effective you are today. I hear you,
1: I hear you, I hear you Well we definitely appreciate you calling Um, uh, Brother Andrew, Brother Randy I appreciate you calling as well Folks we've had a very very interesting dialogue Relative to um, What is leadership And what makes a leader A leader We touched on Is there an ethical and moral component That must be fulfilled To qualify you as a leader Well um, You know As uh, we've heard today, um, leadership isn't good or bad. It is what it is. Uh, But in order to lead, um, you have to have someone that's willing to listen to you and someone that's um, willing to follow, that sort of thing. I uh, made reference to um, several articles in today's uh, conversation. Certainly, uh, this is a pretty lengthy um, piece. Again, this piece uh, was found in the International Study of Leadership. Uh, You can... If you um shoot me an email, reach out to me on Facebook, I'll be more than happy to um share this information with you. I think you'll find it um, intriguing. Uh again it touched on the leadership qualities of um people like Mahatma Gandhi, uh Mother Teresa, Doctor Martin Luther King Junior and um Al Capone, Al Capone. We didn't really get a chance to um, talk about that much in terms of could you um, compare those various traits. But well, maybe we can keep this conversation going on a lot going on online, folks. But remember, you can call seven seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three each and every Sunday, 530, as we engage in thought-provoking conversations surrounding community, politics, economics, you name it. We're talking about it over here at MTAS Radio. And remember, folks, the community in which we live and the society in which we reside is a community and society that we create. I am responsible. You are responsible. We are able to respond. Millions of Americans are currently at risk to losing their life insurance protection. Folks, if that is your situation, do not hesitate to call my office direct. This hour is being brought to you by John Green's Agency of American Family Insurance. 773, jot down this number, 773 881 9555. 773 881 9555. Until next week, continue to be good to yourselves and good to your family. Conversation going online. We're talking leadership. Take care. Bye-bye.